Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and you are watching Gratitude Unfiltered Remixed. Uh, today, we're going to dive into identity versus temptation. And why are we talking about that? Well, we're going to talk about it because as somebody that deals with having DID, uh, which I do not try to claim as an identity, but for me, I have multiple identities. And after a spout over the last month where I've been switching in and out of different characters nonstop and becoming different people, it's really, really brought many questions to my head. And I'm going to dive into that today. I'm going to get into a sermon that really, really touched me that really got me to thinking more. Um, this sermon was from last week at my church, River Valley. And I think you're going to appreciate uh, this conversation. And look, I don't have solutions yet. But I'm going to dive into some things that, you know, it's thought provoking, if anything, <laughs> and it's going to and it may you may be able to even apply some of this to your own life. Um, it's a unique perspective. And look, I'm not telling you that every bit of this is going to be perfect. Some of this is going to be a mess. But one of the things that we are going to do also is we're going to play worship music. Uh, different type of worship music, but we are going to have worship music nonetheless, and that's going to happen towards the end of the broadcast. Um, and I'm so, so grateful uh, for you being here today, and this is going to be a lot of fun. If you're watching on the Live Model Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting uh, our, 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 our broadcast network. And um, if you're watching on social media, tag a friend, please share, especially if you're somebody that deals with mental uniqueness, as I like to call it. Um, I think you may find this interesting. So we'll be right back and we'll see you shortly. What's up, everybody? You're watching Gratitude Unfiltered Remixed. I'm your host and DJ, <laughs> Joshua T. Berglund. So blessed to have you here. Um, for, you know, I should pray first. I always forget to pray, and uh, not in real life, but on this broadcast. And um, I am at the mercy of the Holy Spirit and, and God right now because... I'm not prepared for this, and I don't think I'll ever be prepared to talk about this in a way that is eloquent and all that, but I need to talk about it, so I'm going to. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to broadcast. First of all, thank you for this is such a big part of my dream and the mission that you've placed in my heart since I was a child, and I thank you for this opportunity, and I thank you uh, for the opportunity to share this boldly. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you, 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 you speak through me to give me the words that to say 
that will have the most impact and also try to make this make sense. Uh, because honestly, it doesn't always make sense. But I love you and I surrender this broadcast to you, Lord. And I just ask that you open the hearts and minds of everyone watching. And, and I hope that this message applies to them, even though it will sound like it's very much about me. And it's really, really not. I love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So, DID. Hold on, let me fix this bad boy real quick. Gotta love technology. As I'm over here now? Okay, good. I'll get this down sooner or later. <laughs> I have a new, uh, a new camera that likes to follow me around. So if you see me doing funny hand signals, I'm not throwing gang signs. I'm actually talking to my camera with sign language. So thank you, camera. And thank you to my wife uh, for making that amazing new intro video. Um, and just, well, it has nothing to do with my thank, thankfulness. Thank, my thankfulness for her has nothing to do uh, with her contributions to these broadcasts, even though I am grateful for that. My real gratitude for her is that she is loving me through something that's very, very complicated and something that um, has been, has wrecked so much of my life. And yeah, I can look at the drugs, I can look at the sex, I can look at the cheating, I can look at the abusing, I can look at the HIV, I can look at the not understanding necessarily what my sexuality really is. Um, and so I wanna talk about that because, so identity, okay? Identity for most people, like, do you know who you are? Can you honestly say, if you're watching right now, that you know who you are? Who are you? Like you can comment in the chat, you can, whatever you're comfortable with. Do you know who you are? Do you know, do you see yourself as the way God created you? Do you see yourself in your purpose? Do you see yourself as, as, as doing all that God created you to do? Do you know who you are? See, it's complicated for one person to truly understand their identity, especially identity in Christ, because it gets confusing. Um, we have the things that we want to do, and then we have the things that we feel led to do, and they're not always the same. We, you know, we've slipped into a world where we have people that identify with 95 different sexualities. Uh, we have multiple genders now. I mean, I say multiple, and I think there may be like 15 or 16 or 29. And I remember when those used to be fetishes, but that's a whole other conversation. I don't know when exactly I developed DID. I have no idea. I, I, I can think back over the course of my life at a lot of the different uh, things that when I felt out of place, felt detached, didn't feel like I was me, but I don't really know when it started. Those of you who don't know uh, about my story, and my testimony is public, it's out there. I, I don't shy away from any of, any of it. If you've read The Devil Inside Me, you know that uh, I lived a pretty screwed up, maniac, demon-possessed life. And, um, and part of, and, and that story really is, without identifying it, it's, it's because, or a big part of it, is DID, which is multiple personalities. 
And uh, each of my personalities take on very unique characteristics. Um, I have a little boy personality, meaning I have this personality that is is very boyish. It's it's what you would say. Um, I mean, it literally is like an adolescent child, and just wants to play and is youthful and and exuberant and 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 just but very but innocent at the same time. I have another altar that is evil, and it's the one I'm afraid of. And the what it's inspired this broadcast is not the one that I'm afraid of. It's the one that leads up to the one I'm afraid of. And my altars go, you know, it, they do go in cycles, right? So it's it's like I'll have a starting point here, I'll go here, 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 and here, and they're all different people. So some of the things that each of these altars have passions about are they conflict with each other and they're different. Now that said, there are benefits and blessings to it because I can see things through multiple angles. I am willing because of these different things, I try a lot of different things. I've had a lot of different careers or I've dabbled in a lot of different professions that don't look like they make sense. In fact, sometimes they look like they just adamantly contradict each other. <laughs> and they sometimes do. I have a tattoo. <laughs> I'm gonna take my, am I gonna take my shirt off on the broadcast? I'm gonna take my shirt off. Not all the way. So, maybe I kinda have to, geez. Let me show you something. So I have a tattoo that is full of contradictions. Fiery ohm, contradiction of what, if you know what ohm means and you know what the fire rep represents, they contradict each other. An exploding lotus flower. The dancing Ganesh doesn't so much uh, contradict anything. And it's an arm full of contradictions because that is my personality. It almost contradicts itself. I have grew up hearing most of my life, who are you? <laughs> like, do you even know who you are? And the answers back then, before I understood what the heck was going on with me, was that, yeah, sure, but I really didn't. I never felt normal, never felt like I belonged. And you know what? I don't, I still don't. I'm grateful to have friends now. But one of the things that I've always struggled with is knowing who I am so I know what to do. Because when you would admit, if you're out there watching right now or listening, when you know who you are, it makes it a lot easier to move forward and step in faith. In my case, it changes. So those of you who publicly have seen me true do all of these different things and try different stuff and different jobs and try and try all that, well, yeah, a lot because that's the identity that I took on and what it needed or wanted to do. But here's what it comes down to, and I want to get into this. 
uh, into the, what I learned at church, because this is really what inspired, and I know this is all over the place, but bear with me. You've, I've, I've said this a lot on Gratitude Unfiltered. God will not give you more than you can handle, which is 1 Corinthians 10.13. Is it true? And I, and I have always contended that God won't give you more than you can handle, and that's perceivably good things too. Like we all pray for more money. We pray for, we pray for uh, a new car. We pray for new homes. And then, but really, if you ask yourself, am I a good steward of what I have now? Am I a good steward? Am I responsible with money to be able to handle more money? Or am I just going to blow it and waste it? And in my case, when I blew a million dollars in eight months because of the decisions that I was making, the answer was no. And it's no wonder even after giving my life to Christ, why it's taken so long for me to get back on my feet. And mind you, working's complicated for me. I don't trust people. Relationships are tough for me. I People will tell me one thing, and I'm like, something doesn't feel right about it. So I take notes down, and I'm going to say, such and such said, okay, this on this date. Okay. And the reason I write it down is so that I know if I do switch, and, I, and, I, and someone tries to say to me, well, I didn't, make, I didn't promise you that. I didn't say that. I go back to my notes and go, ah, now this person's lying to me and I can't trust them. That is how relationships have worked with me. This is also how, even when I'm told by government or what I'm told on the news or what I'm told through information I read, I, I ask questions to everything. I'm incapable of taking anything at face value, to be honest. That seems like a good character trait, except for the fact that humans aren't perfect and trying to hold them to that, it's not exactly, you know, it, it can suck. But those of you who have things like BPD and DID, you know how important feeling safe is. Because when you feel safe, you tend to get to be yourself. You tend to be able to just to be able to be present and 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 available for people you can be a good friend you can be a good partner a good love a good anything like you can be what god created you to be however when there's untrust or mistrust or untrust however you say it when there's that present it causes an instability which then triggers and brings alive alters because DID is born in hell and somehow is transferred to people through physical abuse, sexual abuse, and 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 and, and, and well, even verbal abuse can be it can become something that's quite triggering. But typically, people with DID get all of their abuse in a short amount of time. So my case, seven years old, sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, all started. Okay. Now that said, there is nothing worse. There's nothing worse than the trauma that I inflicted on myself and other people. Now, this is the part that I want to get into. 
uh, this is this is where it gets tricky for me. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. This is the verse that made me start to question everything about DID. Now, I should backtrack a little bit and get into this. If you've read if you've read or watched The Devil Inside Me, you know that one of the things that I really struggled with up growing up, and I'm not completely out of the woods, is not just my sexuality, but also the, I mean, it was a chemsex addiction because when I discovered drugs, it made the nightmares turn to fantasies. And then after that, it just became this, this thing that I chased nonstop where I couldn't have sex without craving drugs. Like I could, they didn't, it wasn't like I would just go, hell, I'm horny and now I want to have sex with such and such. No, no, no. It was an equal desire of being able to do drugs and have sex at the same time. And inside of that, that just fed this demon, this beast, the devil inside me, nonstop. And so, and then the, 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 thus the cycle would begin of not knowing what was real. Now, how much of that had to do with drugs? I'm sure drugs and the trauma and the fragmented personality, I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. However, being clean and not using drugs, especially the my you know the the favorite party drugs that I've had that I abused for over 20 years, I like it even in stopping that came these switches where I had, uh, 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 like an identity take over me, or I had a, it was like this thing that would come over me that had a different set of beliefs, a different set of values, a different set of dreams, of desires. It's not just about sex, but sex is the easiest part to talk about. Why? Because each of my altars have different sexualities. And you know the stereotypes that you hear about gay people or the stereotypes you hear about straight people? Well, I'm all those stereotypes rolled in one. I go from asexual to hypersexual. Hypersexual is this demon that can't be controlled then what some of my other altars, there's two of them, that one is a little bit more free-spirited, loving, uh, uh, flamboyant, if you will, but not in, not in a gay way, but a flamboyant, fun, charismatic, joyful, youthful, free, artsy, all of that. That one wouldn't doesn't like labels very much, but... It's a free-flowing energy, meaning I may find a guy attractive. I may find a woman attractive. And, and the thing is, and, and there's some truth to this. Well, actually, there's, this, this is true. I like that person more than I like me. 
the person talking to you now. I like that person. And it has nothing to do with sex. It has to do with being a free spirit. A free to be me. Even though it may not be me. And then when I'm me, when I, and, and here's how I know the difference. When I'm in, I like, when I'm who I believe that I'm supposed to be, according to the word of God, the man of God, the one that, you know, people look at and, and say, ah, oh, he's a warrior for God. Yeah. I, 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 I am. That is my identity. That is who I am. But do you know what's kind of weird about that one? That one doesn't really have an interest in sex. That one's closer to asexual than anything. I don't know about you. But, I mean, I've got a smoking hot wife. She's a gorgeous woman. That complicates things when you're married. So then, then I want to shift to being that, 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 that I, I, I allow myself to be attracted to my wife and be stimulated by her and it wakes and it revives this thing inside of me. And I like that because that guy makes love to his wife. That guy is, 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 is fun to be around. He's a joy. He's charismatic. But the problem is when that one gets fed, then there's this whole other thing that comes around that gets into more of the darker side of sex. And then if that one's not fed and given what it wants, then comes this hypersexual maniac. And so one of the things that happen, um, I got in a flow about like where everything was going awesome in my life. Everything. The like careers going well, uh, getting to do some really cool things, filming a documentary, doing some stuff for NASA uh, for an event. Um, and then, but I'm, and I'm like feeling myself. I'm confident. I'm bold. I'm, you know, fearless about giving my testimony. I'm, I'm all of these things, but it also woke up this animal inside of me. And my wife enjoyed the animal. But then it got to a point where it needed more and wanted more. And then all of a sudden it was like waking up these demons inside of me that I can't control. Now, fortunately, and I don't want to go into detail, like it's probably not appropriate, but again, if you read the devil inside me, 
you're going to be familiar with words like cuckold, hot wife, uh, swinging, uh, MMF, and so on. And here's the thing. These, the identity that this takes on, this person really thinks these things are real for them. It's so real that it's taking on an identity that is not the one that is in line with the word of God. And I've already said, I, 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 I like that guy. I don't know him very well because he hasn't been around as long. And then the one that I do like opens the door to Pandora's box that sometimes in my past has not been able to be closed. And yet, and when it's not closed, it opens the door to chaos and hell and me going back into a life that caused me to lose everything. And these identity switches, these, these switches where I change identities, people, like my wife, like Jessica can tell you, it comes to this, it comes to this, this, it, it, it's where she can look at me and know that I'm not there. She knows her husband is not there. So it's like having a stranger in your house. You remember how awkward first dates can be, especially blind dates? Imagine living with that. So when I was started this broadcast saying, I thank my wife, it's yeah, because she has learned. She's, well, she's worked to learn how to work with me, how to communicate, how to, how to, how to support me best, how to protect herself. So, is many gifts and blessings that have like there are gifts and blessings that come from having multiple personalities being able to see multiple sides of an issue not taking things at face value getting to see all sides of it it's really awesome because i mean how many of you are indecisive how many of you struggle with making decisions for me it's super easy it's super easy to make decisions for me because I can see multiple angles of each issue. Why I believe what I believe about the vaccine and about the government and about the drug trade and human trafficking and all that stuff is because I don't, I'm not, I'm not dumb enough to believe everything I'm told through a tele vision, tell your vision, television programming. I get those things. I understand what it is. Yet. When it comes to remaining who I am in Christ and grounded in Christ, it changes all the time. I've taken each of my altars and taken them on separate healing journeys. And you know what? They're not all healed yet. They're not all healed. They're better than they were. In this, in this lat latest episode that I had, I didn't take on 
uh, I, I, I mean, believe me, it, like I was gone. Like who you see now was gone, okay? I went into hyper sex mode on my way into that place where I went on four day meth benches, slept with 20 plus people, had no rhyme or reason or respect for anything. And when I've said have sex with 20 plus people, I mean it because that crap happened. And here's the other thing. I don't know how to be normal about sex. I don't know how to be normal about, yeah, about really about anything, but with sex in particular. Because my, I, not only has my brain gone there, but my penis has gone there too. My whole body has gone there too, to places that you don't come back from. You know, they talk about, they use the expression all the, or not, it's not an expression, but they, this analogy is used where, you know, lust is this downward spiral, meaning, you know, you can look at the Sears catalog when you're a kid and check out the Silver Fox and you're like, woo, baby, she's hot. And you got some uh, masturbation material, right? But eventually the Silver Fox doesn't do it for you anymore. You go on to Playboy and then Penthouse and Hustler and bleh, and then you got hardcore porn and then you like got, you know, watching insane, just crazy videos because you need to shock yourself to get turned on. How many of you can relate to that? Maybe you shouldn't say me in the comments, just in case if you have a job. <laughs> Told you this is not going to be a perfect broadcast because, I mean, like I'm literally, I, I, I don't know where to go with where, except for this. I have to look at DID for me as a sexual mental disorder in some ways because there's no rhyme or reason for me to be asexual or hypersexual or all the things in between. And each of my alters are very much like that. And this is not, this is not about being in the mood. This is not about, I'm just, you know, like some people are just not in the mood. Dude, I'm a testosterone-fueled maniac. And for me to have zero interest in sex, and that's my normal safe place, like I feel safe when I'm asexual. But the minute I let myself be turned on by my wife, I open the door to these other things. And I have to believe because this was probably born out of being molested that somehow there's some type of connection to this and the triggers. Because in the end, each altar has its own sexuality. Can you, can you put yourself in a woman's shoes and or 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 your your spouses or your boyfriend or girlfriend and put yourself in their shoes to go one day this is what you're like and these are your needs and it's hard look 
for men, men cheat because they're not getting their needs, their needs met. That's why men cheat. That's one of the main reasons why. And it's and it falls back to they're probably too insecure and too shy to say what it is that they want. Not me. But here's the problem. It changes all the time. It changes with the wind. And this is, I, I understand that Gratitude Unfiltered is a ministry, but <laughs> we're going to talk about things that like this because you know what? It is real for me because I'm somebody that loves the Lord with all my heart and I beg to have this taken from me. And I still deal with it. Where's the balance? Is it asexual? Is it is it the full freaking sex demon? No, I know that that's not it because I'm doing things as that sex demon that are not of God. Not of God at all. But in my identity that I feel comfortable with, the one that I like, the one that I enjoy, the one I think other people like, that that the, the fun guy to be around, well, that one completely wipes out everything that I stand for as a man of God. And I have so many questions, like, and I research it all the time. Like, if we're spirits, if we're spirits inside this body, then how is this whole male-female thing supposed to work? Like, why does it even matter? And so then I want to argue against, you know, like homosexuality is wrong. But then I'm telling myself I'm wrong if I find myself attracted to, to a guy. And by the way, my wife knows about all this stuff. And it's not like I'm not hiding any of this. And I'm not just sharing it with you. Again, it's public. It's in the devil inside me. But like, I don't know most of my identities. Like, I don't know it well enough to be able to say, this is who I am. Like, I laugh when people are like, well, tell us about Joshua. <laughs> I mean, at my core, I, I, all I want to do is help people. At my core, I want all of the crap that I went through, self-inflicted or not, to make sense. And I want to be able to use it to help other people. That's why I'm sharing such a cluster bleep of, 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 of chaos in this message is because this is what it's like. You think you're confused? You think there's no point to this? Be inside my head. And here's the thing. I know when I'm not really me most of the time. And imagine if thinking your identity is one thing and this is who you're supposed to be, but then I'm really more comfortable here. This is the place that I want to be. And then over here, it's like, ooh, this is a little edgy and dark, but it's titillating. It's titillating and it's stimulating. And it's like, ah, and there's so much joy and there's so much pleasure there. But then the consequence for that is it lets all the demons back in. The demons that can't be controlled. 
So something that I've learned throughout my healing journey, this part to me is pretty interesting. Over the last year and a half, I've started to become aware a lot of the time of when I'm going to switch. In fact, I can even give Jessica warnings. I can feel it coming on. Doesn't mean I can always control it, but I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. So when I'm aware of it, I have a choice. I can pray. I can ask God to take it from me. I can, I can say, I surrender this Lord. Holy Spirit, take over me. I have the mind of Christ. I bind my mind to the mind of Jesus Christ. I bind my mind to the mind of Jesus Christ. I, I, I have the mind of Jesus Christ. I can say all those things. And sometimes the switch still happens. Did I allow it to happen? I don't know. Did I secretly want it to happen? I don't know. Is it a convenient excuse? I don't know. And then there's the other times that I'm not aware. And why relationships are so hard with, for me, and I think a lot of you that have DID or BPD, which is borderline personality disorder, you can relate to this, is that um, um, is that it's one thing to be able to, you can live in isolation. I'm in a basement right now. This is a safe place for me, okay? I, there's a bedroom over here that if I need to, if I'm having an episode, I can go in that bedroom. In fact, that's where I spent the night Saturday. I'll show you. Come follow my camera. Yeah, come here. There we go. This way. Right here. Didn't turn all the way. Oh well. Forget it. <laughs> Try to use an example. Why didn't you turn all the way around, camera? There's a bedroom right there. And I stayed there because that was the safest place for me, and it was a safer place for Jessica. Was I violent? No. But I was possessed. And so, but it's one thing when you have control over your environment, it's easier to maintain and manage your life. It's easier to, to get things done. Why relationships are hard is because, I mean, all relationships are hard. Are they not? Like, think about how many failed relationships you've had. Business, love, sex, whatever. Think about how, how trouble that is. So now I have the complication that you constantly change people, easily triggered, or anything surprising. Like it could be as simple as I'm sitting here and I'm DJing. Someone comes up behind me and grabs me like, hey, 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 play this song. A different person. I was at a board meeting today. Actually, it was the marketing portion of, 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 so I'm on a, the board of a human trafficking organization, anti-human trafficking organization, and I'm on the board of them, 
and we have these little breakout marketing meetings because I oversee the media. Well, guess what happened? I got triggered because of how someone spoke to me. And it's a simple thing, right? Don't let your ego, but it surprised me. Like sometimes it's ego that takes over. Sometimes it's immaturity. Sometimes it's just being a hot tempered douchebag, whatever. The fact is this individual is always, always triggering for me, except for the fact that a lot of times I can talk the trigger down. I can make it go away. Today caught me off guard, wasn't aware. And all of a sudden, got to see it. Something I get to apologize for. I can slip in and out of different people so quickly and not of, of myself, not a sexual innuendo there. I, I can do it and it happens quickly. Sometimes it happens so fast that I'm, it's, it's just like, it's like shape-shifting. Why? You know, when I was by myself and I spent the year alone, I spent that year learning about myself and I spent that year learning about like, uh, like learning to love myself. I didn't have sex. I, I, I avoided all of that stuff. I did have one, I had a slip up, but basically a year with no sex, a year with like by myself and, and I healed and I grew stronger and I learned how to like myself. I learned how to trust myself. I learned how to love myself. I learned how to do, like I learned how to live life. But here's the thing, I've worked alone. I've kept people at arm's distance. I work digitally and it's easy for me to protect myself. But the minute that God blessed me with a family, I had a whole new dynamic to learn, all new triggers to re retrain. And I'm so thankful for Jessica because it's helped me do that. It's helped me retrain those things. It's helped me so that now I get to be a father. And I'm a pretty good father. I have a lot to learn, but you know what? Those kids trigger me too. And there's times that I have to come down here and hide until I can come back. I don't know how to claim my identity. I don't know how to love my wife and make love to my wife without agitating and stirring up something else. And I want God to answer these questions for me. And I, and I, and I've asked myself, so back to the message, back to church, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. Is this a is this about temptation? Is this about giving in to temptation, whether it's subconscious or not, that's allowing these other things to take over, these switches to happen? Is that what this is? God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But I'm, I, I switch and don't know it. And when I switch to those other people, they have their own mind. They have their own whole thing going on. What am I supposed to do? And I'm not making excuses here. Like I'm genuinely asking. You know, I used to 
make jokes all the time and I wasn't really trying to joke about it, but talking about like, well, I talk about some of this stuff that and expose my shadow world uh, because, and not to rat anyone out, but like I know other people that are hanging out in the shadows that also love the God, love the Lord. I know pastors and youth ministers and, 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 and people that are on their Bible every day, but they've got the shadow world. And they have their own confusion and not understanding of what's real. And I don't know what their mental health condition is. But I do know that that exists. I mean, what is it? Franklin, not Franklin Graham. Who's the head of um, Liberty University? That guy. You know, he's a cuckold. He blamed his wife. Said his wife got him into it. But, like, you know, it's easy to make fun of the dude. But I actually get it. I get it completely because that's was one of my things. Is one of my I I it well, yeah, I mean see what I mean? Like there's like right there is an example of it, that's my thing. No, it's not my thing. Yes, it is my thing. I'm bisexual. No, I'm straight. No, I'm asexual. No. I'm free. And yet, and I started this off kind of teasing about all the different sexual identities and that used to be called fetishes. And I, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I, and like, I want to make fun of it, but like, I'm not doing anything any different as far as what I struggle with and battle with. And again, the only reason why I'm using sex in this explanation, because there's so many other nuances, but I think everybody can wrap their head around sex because what is the, other than money, what is the one thing that affects relationships? Better yet, when you're looking for a relationship, maybe it's not a godly relationship, but when you're looking for a relationship, men, what do you do? What do you do? Do you, do you hint around about what are you into? Or was I the only pervert that had those questions with dates? All I want to be is what God created me to be. And I don't know why temptation became the thing that made me go back to, is this what it is? Is this, is, is, is it temptation that is causing the switch? But then, Anna, aren't I allowed to want to like ravage my wife? Aren't I allowed? Isn't that the godly thing to do? Right? Like those of you who believe in sex before marriage and all that stuff, I, okay, I, yeah, I, I, that's what the Bible says. But how do I go from wanting like when I allow myself to be attracted as I should be to my amazingly beautiful, sexy, hot mama wife, how do I stop all the other stuff? Is it as simple as identity? 
Is it as simple as this is my identity and I'm not changing? But I can't help when I change all the time. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but the temptation he will also provide the way of escape. That way you may be able to endure it. Is being asexual the answer to this question? Is this the riddle? I wrote here, Lord, help me resist temptation. God doesn't tempt us is something I heard the pastor say too. By the way, Pastor Zeus did a great job on this message. And you know, when I heard this message, I was in the process of like trying to come back to being Joshua and then it still took a couple more days. And all this made sense at the time I heard it. Now it's like, I'm just like constantly, constantly contradicting myself here, I think. But that's what it's like. The best things come through discipline. How do I discipline myself in a way that keeps me from switching I have the same routine I do every single day. And maybe this goes back to when I was traveling, I wasn't with Jessica on the Florida trip and my routine changed. Even mind you, I still did my quiet time. I still went to the gym. I still did those things, but it wasn't the same because one, the gym sucked. And two, you know, it was on a different schedule than normal. And, and did that throw me off? It's so, so, it's so stupid. Like, how can that affect me? And here's the truth. For as strong and tenacious and, and, and passionate and, and, and willing to sacrifice it all and the work that I've had to do for, to, to, to be the man that I am now is exhausting. But I'm still as fragile is this paper sometimes? And yet I keep throwing myself into these dynamics because I'm not going to be a victim to my own crap. I'm not going to be a victim to this mental uniqueness. Like I want it to truly be a superpower because a lot of times it is. I want it to be more like I want it to be something that works for me all the time and not against me. I want it to be something that works for my walk with the Lord and not something that gets in the freaking way. And here's the thing. There is a beauty in this. Even though I want to be healed 100% now, each one of my switches, when I kind of go a little bit too far on the spectrum, like go into the, the more sinister sides of myself, I... I I'm learning something about each time. I'm learning that 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 uh, like I'm 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 learning pieces from it, and it's getting. They're not getting as a, they're not going to the extreme places, even though it's close. It's not going to the extreme places that it used to go. And I do tr get triggered less. I do overcome it more. I'm able to push it down or away faster when I'm aware. There's so many improvements. But why won't God heal me now? Why won't 
he heal me now. Why won't he make it go all away? Because here's the thing. My behavior and my thoughts and when I take on these other identities, these things are leading me. It's a path to destruction. Don't get it twisted. It's not. It's something that would completely contradict my walk with the Lord. Listen, I can argue a little bit about us being spirits and like how I operate better is just being this spiritual being that just radiates love and joy and happiness and enthusiasm. I'm like that's my guy. That's the one I'm happy with. But that's also the one that goes, yeah, I'm attracted to men too. But the Bible says that's wrong. The Bible says I'm going to go to hell for that. And you know what? It pisses me off. Because I like that guy more than I like any of the other ones. And it's not even about sex. It's about I'm more creative. <laughs> I'm definitely more fun. And I'm, 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 I'm a better husband and I'm a better father because it's a combination of all my favorite things about all of the characters. But this one over here, this one, the one that lines up with scripture, the one that walks in radical obedience, that's the one that's constantly shaming myself, telling me my, on myself I'm bad, telling myself that no, you can't do that, no, you can't be that way, and no, if you really love God, you won't be this way. That's the obedient one. That's the one that the Bible says I'm supposed to be. And it pisses me off. And I'm not trying to lead anyone astray here. It's not about that. I want answers. I want to know my identity all the time and be good with it. It's frustrating. It's frustrating because that same one, this one, the one that walks the line of obedience, it's also the asexual one. I can't even look at my wife the way that she deserves to be looked at. I mean, I love her, but I'm more of a friend to her. Like a buddy. My wife deserves more than that. But how do I live here where I'm happiest without going over there and too much over there? Like, how do I be here and God still love me and Jesus be proud of me? How do I do that? I don't know. And here's the thing. This obedience, I see the payoff all the time. I do. I do see it. There's things that I don't like here, but I see the payoff of obedience. Here, where I want to be, I feel like the whole world is available to me. I feel like I can do anything. I'm confident. 
I am bold. I am strong. I'm happy. I'm physically fit. Oh, let's talk about that real quick, too. If you've ever noticed my weight fluctuation, because I fluctuate weight all the time, that goes. So this guy over here, a little meatier. This guy, super, super, super health conscious, fit, uh, happy. Again, like everything's good, like for me, like happy, joyful. The, it, it's all good. It's like I'm just in flow. This is who I am in flow. The stuff over here, whole different animal. And I don't even want to talk about it. But it's excess, debauchery, it's all kinds of stuff. I do not write these things to make you ashamed, but to abomish, admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ. Why can't I pull that up? Oh, man, I can't get the rest of it. My bad. That's the way I did my notes. I want to know what that verse is now. There is a way out from our temptation. What is temptation? The desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. Well, I can admit this over here is just all about giving in to temptation. There is no self-discipline here. I am disciplined here. This person doesn't line up with everything scripture says. This person, obedient is all get out. And this is where the Bible says I'm supposed to be. I feel happier here as this person. And this, well, they can go straight to hell. There is a difference between test and temptation. What is a test? A spiritual test, according to several religious traditions, is a life situation provided by God to evaluate individual moral character and obedience to his laws. This guy rocks every spiritual test thrown at him. This one, 90% of the time. But it's got that other 10, a little bit more wild, free-spirited. <laughs> Not exactly obedient to all the laws. I wrote, Jesus is our way out. Sometimes it is easier to give in to temptation, but if we want to see God's uh, fruit, if we want to see God's fruit, we must remain obedient and deny our temptations, deny our flesh. It doesn't always feel good, but it's worth it. So is that the answer where this feels good here, but I'm, I'm giving in to some of my flesh by allowing myself to be attracted or be stimulated by, by things that may not necessarily line up with scripture?
and I wrote, so I wrote this too. Um, and here's the thing, I wanna, before I say that, but if we want to see God's fruit, we must remain obedient and deny our temptations and deny our flesh. It doesn't always feel good, but it's worth it. How do I know? Because I know how I feel after giving in. And I know what it feels like to remain obedient. I've seen God's blessings and obedience. They're amazing. It's where God has restored my life. Here, where I allow myself just to be, and I, be, I like when I'm here, I'm like a magnet for people. Like, I honestly think my light, and I'm not trying to be woo-woo spiritual here, but my light shines brighter here than everywhere else because this person is closed off and is protecting himself from, like, almost everything. Again, asexual. This person, if I'm just allowing and just being and I'm free and I'm happy and like, and I'm in flow and it's not, I'm not going out and doing all the bad stuff that I did, but I am allowing and I'm just being and I'm freaking happy. And, 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 and like, and again, and I feel like I help more people here than I do anywhere else. But this part is wrong, right? So the thing I wrote here is what am I what am I doing to remove the temptations? I I can't remove my wife. You know, and 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 like I understand outside stimulus and things like that and I can't live in a a freaking cave. But even here, it's it's not like I'm necessarily tempted. I'm just there, and, it, and I'm f in flow, and it's amazing. But removing temptation, I don't know how. Is it a temptation to switch? Am I allowing this subconsciously? Is this what this is? What am I doing? How am I removing this temptation? I don't know how to remove myself because in the end, I kind of become the temptation. <laughs> Turn away, run away. Wow. I wrote on here, eyes are your eyes on Jesus or the world? Well, you know what? Being honest, maybe I'm opening the door with what I read. Maybe my focus on wanting people to be aware of what's happening, what's coming, what I know in my heart is, is coming. The singularity, man merging with machine, what the vaccines really are. Maybe that's where I'm opening the door. Maybe that's where 
maybe I'm really not keeping my eyes fixated on Jesus because I don't see Jesus anywhere in that information. I believe it. I know it's true. But Jesus really isn't there. I mean, except for the fact that the mark of the beast is involved, which is biblical, man merging with machine. It's biblical. But are my eyes fixated on Jesus when that happens? Am I doing it for Jesus? Am I doing it to be right? Am I feeding that sinister side of myself with this? Maybe that's the answer. What am I committed to? Well, my life is not my own. I committed to the Lord when I gave my life to him that my life was not my own. God, use me. God, use all of me for your purposes. That's my prayer every day. Make me bold. Make me a better leader. Use all of me. Like, I'm excited about being on the front lines for the Lord. I'm excited about the upcoming war. Oh, and it's coming. I'm excited about that. I'm committed to the Lord, but am I really if I have these switches that have these desires? Because here's the thing. With the exception of two of my altars, the rest of them love the Lord. The other two can't even, there's two of them that can't even say his name. The other ones love the Lord. On my trip. Take on temptation, face them. Temptation is an invitation. It's interesting notes here. <laughs> Look to Jesus. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. There's not a lot of information about DID. In the Bible, I don't think there's any. I mean, obviously it talks about demon possession. And I kind of believe that's what this is. I know it's made from hell. But here's why I'm talking about this. Okay? Like, I don't... I'm not going to sit and hide and, 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 and keep my secrets um, or keep my struggles a secret. I, in other words, I don't want to have secrets at all. Like I want everything in me to be the man of God that I'm called to be. And so when I screw up, 
or I allow myself to go too far. Because here's the thing. Like, I flirted with disaster. I flirted with disaster. Because I went to a place that started seeking all the bad stuff that was going to lead to me being gone, gone. Like gone to a place that the Holy Spirit probably wouldn't have rescued me. That close. That close to going on and disappearing for days. That's how close. I mean, flirted with it all. Searching for it. I, I know God had to have stepped in because that's not the life he wants for me. It's not even the life that I want for myself. But you see, even me getting to the place of actually looking goes against everything that I stand for as a man of God. How I got to that place, I don't know. Like I said, I can switch to different people that want different things and are convinced that that is the only life for them. I don't want that life because I know what it leads to. Now, that said, I love this person. I like this one. This is like, best way to describe this one is like the uh, crazy horny uncle. This gets evil, more evil. Gone. God deliver me for this. Father God, help me know my identity and stay in it. That is my prayer to you, God, is to be delivered from this. I pray that this made sense to you. I wasn't scripted, wasn't organized, wasn't, I'm not even sure it made sense. But I refuse to be a slave to secrets. And I, 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 I refuse to be a slave to doubt or insecurity. Um, and when I act in a way that is not of my character, I'm going to own up to it. Because it's the only way I know how to get rid of it. All right. I'm done. Um, I'm actually going to, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, I'm going to be right back.
All right, we're going to have some fun now. <laughs> so don't start dancing if you're driving, but we're going to have some fun now. Enjoy.
speaking of temptation.
I'm so glad I got the vaccine. It turns out I just got COVID. We've been wearing masks and distancing for I don't know how I got it, but it's very mild. All of a sudden, like, like if you just eat healthier and wear the thick fat pieces, then you can What's up with your hair? Oh. Oh, oh. Are you so hungered or are you not? Are you not comfortable? No. They only take that for uh, Then just simple. Or have her do the window. Thank you so much for being here, just playing around, um, trying something different. 
Thank you for being a part of this broadcast. God bless you guys, and uh, we'll be back for uh, some more fun soon. It'll probably be a lot different next time, too. God bless you. Thank you so much. Take care. Come on.